Matchbox 20, uh, Tamwise number one, 92.9, quarter past eight. JB here for Halloween 31 and mostly sunny around the region. Of course, it is Halloween. Cue the X-Files music because we're chatting about all things paranormal, creepy, ghosts, big cats. There's a few of those that get around here. Katingle and stuff like that. They've got big cats. Yeah, they're creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Very creepy. Yeah. Apparently from like an old traveling zoo or something I've heard. What? Really? So, yeah. Ew, that's and, even creepier. Yeah. And there used to be a, a zoo out that way as well. Oh, wow. I'm sure someone can ring through 676 and give us the full yeah. comprehensive history about the old zoo. But there was a zoo out that way, and they reckon it's a couple of the cats that have gotten out from there. Wow. So, are they like da- are they dangerous? Are uh, they aggressive? Don't think so. Oh, cool. Nah, okay. Just people spot them and stuff. So I probably mm. like I wouldn't approach it. No. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> know, give it wouldn't a push your luck. Yeah, go but, give um, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, ghost stories, that sort of stuff. The death stories creep me out. We've had a couple of them on our Ooh. Facebook page, 99 Tamworth. Like when people like look at the clock or something like that at a really unusual time and then they find out later on that someone in their family's like passed away yeah. at that exact time. Or someone on our Facebook page here, 99 Tamworth or 676 please let us know. Hannah, she had her daughter... Uh, on her second night morning after birth and she was crying and couldn't settle down at around 2am and turns out that their granddad passed away at that exact time in the same hospital. She's convinced that he visited her on his way out. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. So, there you go. Oh, I got goosebumps. My mum works in um, uh, palliative care, so mm. she deals with death all the time mm. and the amount of she could write a book like i i reckon she should to be honest with you um on that sort of stuff happening it happens all the time like people will be you know the uh, fortunately someone there uh, passing away in palliative care you know four or five days the family kind of going oh you know should we go out and get drinks should we go and buy something and come back and just sort of have a drink no no we'll put it off put it off put it off then finally someone will go yeah let's do it now so i'll go to dan murphy's or whatever get a couple of drinks come back and have you know a a bit of a a celebratory drink for their life and on multiple occasions the last person in the group will drink put the uh, glass down and the person will pass Ew. Yeah. Mm. Have you got a story, Lena? Yeah, I do, but mine's not really like creepy, creepy. Oh, but um, that's, look, unexplainable phenomenon. Yeah. If you can't explain it, it counts. Oh well. Anyway, um, part of the part of the scope. Yeah, well, I see um, shadow people, and I used to work at a like a restaurant. Mm. It was built on an old um, indigenous burial ground, and uh, for like six months, I was there, and I just kept on seeing these shadows. And I was always like, there was someone at the front desk wanting to, you know, get into the restaurant, uh, but there was no one ever there. Mm. Um, and so I finally just mentioned it to someone at work, and they were like, "Oh yeah, they're the shadow people," and they just said it so like just nonchalantly, like it was just yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? What are you you talking about? about Yeah, Yeah, anyway, they've got good vibes. There was no like bad vibes around them. But anyway, yeah, and after that, I just, you could see them and it was like two adults and a child and you would only ever see them in your peripheral vision. You could never actually look at them. Mm. Um, And you just feel like a presence around you and they were always in like one particular part of the restaurant um, and the front of the restaurant. 
Yeah. But you could always sort of out the corner of your eye. Yeah. As soon as you went to look at them properly. They were gone. They were gone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and your colleagues had seen these as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there was no, you know, bad vibes or anything. It was really interesting. And then there was another time where I went um, on a ghost tour at Boggo Road Jail in Brisbane. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I took a photo and there were all these orbs, the flash, um, just like above the cemetery, which is really creepy. But I do think I saw one at the jail as well. However, it was my first ever paranormal, like, encounter. So I don't know whether I just made it up in my head or whether it was real. But, yeah, once I got to the restaurant, I was like, yeah, this is this is real. Like, these are real shadow people. And since then, yeah, I can see, like, shadow people around. I would explain it to the other staff that they're just a mystery diners. <laughs> uh, 929 Tamworth on the social, 676 Your paranormal experiences for Halloween, please. Let us know. 676 Of course, make it on air as well. Go on the draw for our K's Friday Me Tray. More people are making the switch to 92.9. Right now, it's JB for breakfast. Where there's a pun, I will find a way. Then this morning from 9. JB to share a cafe coffee with someone, chatting about what's going on locally, nationally, or internationally, or something a little different. It's the McCafe Coffee Break. The guys at the Plains have put together a fantastic networking event next Monday for those with an interest or that work in the agri-tourism industry. And to tell us more, I've got the chair of the Plains, Claire Lee. Good morning. How are you? Good, JB. I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. No, my absolute pleasure. This is really exciting. Coming up on Monday next week, a really exciting networking night all about agri-tourism. People are familiar with agri-tourism. I guess we'll start with what exactly it is. Um, Look, agri-tourism is pretty simple. It's um, just about um, visitors having um, an experience directly on farm. Um, that's with the farmer. So whether you come on for a farm stay or a conference or a field day, um, it's about direct. It's about connecting directly with the farmer and learning a bit about the productivity of that farm. And if this industry, according to the CSIRO, is going to be taking off over the next decade, they're predicting uh, between now and 2030 that collectively it's going to be bringing in about 18.6 billion dollars for the Australian economy over the next seven years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So that's a, that's collective value across yeah. farm accommodation, transport and retail. And the opportunity for agritourism is in Australia, just the, the agritourism is, um, yeah, $5.6 billion by that time. So it's a pretty big uh, emerging growth industry in agriculture and something that we can see huge potential for on the Liverpool Plains. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's why you're putting together this uh, special networking night next uh, Monday, November 6. You've got some great speakers for this. Tell us who you've got attending this uh, fantastic networking day. Yeah. So the forum um, starts at 8.30 in the morning. It's a, it's a full day. It's an action-packed day. It's a networking workshop type of um, event. Um, it's going to be facilitated by Rose Ryder, who's the director and founder of Regionality. They're one of Australia's leading agritourism specialists, so they know what they're doing, absolutely. Um, we've got some people that are actually working in agritourism on the ground who will be speaking. Tanya Hardigan from Wallabadar, Craig Carter from out near Willow Tree. Um, then we have some industry specialists, Carl Solomon from the Destination Marketing Store, um, he's recently been to New York for um, an industry event, an event. So he can tell us what people are looking for when they come 
to Australia for tourism and especially that agritourism space. Um, Lauren Douglas is from the Australian Regional Tourism. So they've recently put out a strategy for agritourism. And we've also got Todd Babiak from brand Tasmania. Now, Tasmania do amazing things mm. down there yeah. with the agritourism space. Um, and then more locally, we've got um, Megan Trousdale from the, from the exchange stores at Nundal. They do some great things out there as a, a collaboration um, the Nundal community. So she's going to speak to us about that. And then a couple of the founding members of the Plains Inc. So Fiona Simpson, who we know from the National Farmers Federation, has recently stepped down. And Jane Gulliver, who's one of our founding members. So they'll all be taking the stage um, to speak to us about their, you know, their industry experience or, or their experience in working in agritourism. Fantastic. It looks like you got a lot of different sort of um, bases uh, covered, which is which is fantastic. Lots of um, you know different people with different experiences to shine some light and expertise on this. Yeah, absolutely. And that was really important to us. Yeah. That we try and um, reach the broader audience. So people who might just have an idea of, oh, how could this help me on my farm? Or I've got this great idea. Um, how can I take the next step to yeah. actually implementing this idea? And what do I need to do to get there? You know, there's a lot of planning laws around this. So there will be some council people in the room. Um, lots of different people in the different industries to bounce ideas off. And, and you know, at the Plains Inc, we love networking and chatting to each other. So hopefully this will just strengthen that network. And we have people coming from right across New South Wales, which is super exciting. So it's certainly um, an industry that people are really interested to know more of and how they can adapt it to their farming business. Yeah, no, love that. Uh, If people want to get along and attend this one, it's on Monday, November 6th, so next Monday. Uh, Whereabouts is it being held and how can people uh, register? So next Monday, the 6th of November, it's out on the Liverpool Plains at the beautiful Springfield Woolshed, which is near, just uh, on the road to Spring Ridge. Yeah. They can jump on our website, um, the www.theplains.com.au, um, and there's tickets available on there. Fantastic. Claire Lee, the chair of the Plains Incorporated, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, JB. My pleasure. 7.44, that is our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break at 92.9. That is the Wallflowers at 8.47 at Tamworth's number one, 92.9. And JB for breakfast for Country Auto's quality used cars on Gunninganoo Road. Morning, Amelia, how are you? Lovely. How are you? Very well. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Do you you're, get... not, you're not dressed to theme today. No, not really. No. Oh. Just casual JB. That's oh. what I've gone as. Are you one of those people who hates Halloween in Australia? No, no. Like, it's, an, it's an American thing. No. Nah. Okay, good. I hate that. Well, we've got to get you a costume. So, where, where yours isn't... I'm dressed Halloween-y. It's orange and black. Those oh, are the yeah, colours of Halloween. Yeah, good point. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't, don't have any Halloween colours. I've got black. I've got plenty of black in my wardrobe. i got too much mm. black in my wardrobe. But yeah. I don't have any orange. I have green. Hold uh, on. Our station's colours so, are black and orange. Yeah, that's true. I could have worn are the we, station shirt. Are we like a Halloween station? Look, I wouldn't say that too loudly <laughs> for those that think, oh, it's an American thing. You can't do that. <laughs> I hate that. How dare one of the most multicultural countries on the planet 
has a celebration that's got roots with another country. It's the stupidest argument I've ever heard in my life. You know what? That's it a really good point. It honestly is. That's a really good point, it's actually. The stu- I'm like, impressed. So, so what any other global celebrations that we partake in, are you going to go, oh, you can't celebrate that, that's Indian or that's mm. Chinese. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's You're true. saying you can't celebrate. And it's not, uh, and let alone, it's not even American either. I mean, I, I won't, I'm going to shut up now because at the rate I'm going, my heart rate's elevated. I'm going to have yeah, to I go next door You're and sweating. do talk back. He's sweating, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Control the single boomers bead next of sweat door. on his brow. He's flushed. His face is red. I, look, you I, don't need a costume at this rate. Well, I, I don't. I don't. I've done trick or treating maybe once years and years and years ago. I don't mm. really jump into it. But look, if you celebrate it, you do. Yeah, think. but it's Have all about having fun. It's, it's all about having fun. Yeah, I've I've done it once, yeah. like yeah? you. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, I was like a teenager. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we're going to make it a thing. We're going to make Halloween a thing. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> it didn't really catch on, but still it was fun. And it's just fun getting dressed up and like getting together with friends. And Yeah. yeah. I yeah. did it back in like 1997 when Halloween was like non-existent in this country. Mm. And I only did it because the R.L. Stein Goosebumps books told me to do it. Of course. And, uh, you know, that that was out. Yeah, any <laughs> 90s kids listening out there, you know, your foray into say, American oh, yes, culture the Bible. was yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we went door knocking on our street, which is full of oldies as well. Mm. And we got accosted by about five of them <laughs> with the whole, it's American. So maybe it's a childhood <sighs> trauma thing. Yeah. Maybe that's why. <laughs> and there was one guy who was like, oh, is it Halloween? Oh, okay. Hang on. I'll be back. Runs off into the kitchen <laughs> and comes back with like some prunes and an apple or something. Oh my God, like, stop. Uh. It's like <laughs> so, so that was the end of our no Halloween. No one wants this, man. Nah. Well, like, this is the lamest thing ever. How do the Americans do this? This is lame. Yeah, but, I mean, the Americans actually get amongst oh, it. Of course, yeah. yeah. Which, we, I mean, we do now. Yeah, it's I'd love to go... It's taken 30 years, but we've done it. I mean, but it's we've not done. really. Not really. Well, apart from those that go, oh, it's an American thing, you should be <laughs> celebrating it. Um, Did you, do you have candy at your house ready to go, Molly's. people? Yeah. I don't call it candy. I know. So sorry. Now, I'm, now, Amer- oh, now I'm Americanized. <laughs> now you cross the line. People are writing that on our <laughs> Facebook page. We're asking, by the way, check it out on our Facebook page, the houses that are doing trick or treating. And people said, we're going to have candy here till eight o'clock. Candy. Or until it runs out. No, it's lollies. Sorry. I draw a line there. <laughs> Halloween. Happy for you to celebrate that, but it's lollies. Yeah, I know. I All don't right? know. I Sorry. I had a minor stroke just then. Um, yeah. Do you have lollies at your house ready to go? No. Nah. Yeah, so it's, it's not really that much of it. It's not like a given. It's not like an automatic thing here yet. I've got I'm some gluten-free biscuits and some chocolate wafers. Oh, my God. But you I may as well have prunes and an apple then. <laughs> Jeez, mate. <laughs> the tradition <I'm> continues. <laughs> <laughs> it's the juxtaposition of JB. <laughs> Happy to celebrate these things, but to an extent. Yeah, but just away from me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 8.51 at 92.9. Happy Halloween, I think. Is it? <laughs> 